Really? That's crazy. You left it up here, didn't you? Huh? It's good to be in the Lord's house this morning, amen? amen? It may be cold outside, but at least we've got a good warm place to come in and worship the Lord. Think about our brothers and sisters uh, over in Ukraine that are, uh, uh, you know, uh, freezing, really, in these whether it be a tent or subways or bomb shelters, I'll tell you, we've got something to be thankful for that we can just come to God's house and worship Him. So I'm where I want to be today, aren't you? I'm sure some churches have canceled because of the cold, but hey, listen, uh, I believe the Lord will heat us up and warm us up if we'll just uh, gather today uh, with a spirit of praise and worship. The Bible says that He inhabits the praises of His people. Let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. Amen. So that's why I'm here today. Uh, I've come to worship Him for He alone is worthy. Let's uh, all find a red or blue book hymnal. Red book 139, blue book 524 this morning. Red book 139, blue book 524. Let's stand all the, over the house and sing at Calvary. I'm thankful for the old, old rugged cross today, aren't you? Amen. Thankful for uh, what Jesus did for us when He died in our place and for our sins. Amen. On Calvary's cross, let's lift it up and sing it. Amen. Years I spent in vanity and pride Caring not my Lord was crucified Knowing not it was for me He died on Calvary Sing now Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to 
me there my burdened soul found liberty on calvary on the second now by god's word at last my sin i learned then i trembled at the law i'd spurred till my guilty soul implore return to Calvary sang now mercy there was great and grace was free pardon there was multiplied to me there my burdened soul found liberty I'd Calvary sing the third now now, I hope that's your testimony today. Now, I gladly own Him as my King. Now, my raptured soul can all sing of Calvary. Lifted up this morning, mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. On the last now, oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down. Oh, I'm thankful he spanned the gold. The mighty gulf that God did span. Amen. Lifted up to heaven this morning. Worship Him. See, there was great and grace was free. Pardon, there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty. I'd Drop the music, let's sing that chorus. Amen down. Mercy there was great and grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Lie to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. If you believe that today, say amen. I'm thankful for what he did for me when he died uh, on my behalf and for my sins. He didn't die for his own sins because he didn't have any to die for. Amen. He was perfect, sinless, holy, righteous. Uh, I don't think he could have sinned if he wanted to. Amen. Because he didn't have a sinful nature. Amen. But hallelujah. I'm thankful that he was willing to die in my place and for my sin. Turn with me to 113 in your red book hymnal or 548 in the blue book. 113 in the red book, 548, glory to His name, amen. Give me one more intro, Grace. Well, I believe business will pick up when we begin to glorify the name of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's sing now. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was 
has the blood applied. Glory to his name. Sing now, glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the applied. Glory to his name. On the second now. I am so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides within. There at the cross where he, oh, I'm thankful he took me in. Glory to his name. Sing it out now, glory to his name. Glory. the blood applied glory oh precious fountain oh precious fountain that saves from sin I am so glad I have entered in there Jesus saves me and keeps me clean glory to fountain so rich and sweet as the oh wouldn't it be great if somebody did that today plunge into day and be made yeah, drop the music sing it out now glory to sing now Hallelujah. Glory to his name today. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Amen. And he alone is worthy this morning. You can be seated. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Did you know that today? It's all about Jesus. Everything we do, it ought to be not uh, in our own name, but it be it ought to be under His name. Uh, boy, I'm not worthy of anything. I've been studying uh, in Romans chapter 7, uh, Paul writing about himself as a seasoned, mature Christian. He said that I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Amen. Amen. And then a little bit later on, he said, Oh, wretched man that I am. And that reminds me of that song, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. T'was blind, but now I see. Boy, if the Apostle Paul could refer to himself as nothing more than a wretch, amen. If he could say that he knew that in himself and in his flesh dwelleth no good thing, then I believe we could say the same about ourselves as well. 
Uh, amen. Praise God. Feels good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Uh, again, on this uh, cold March uh, morning. And uh, again, uh, I know we've probably got some that are not here due to the, to the cold weather. Uh, but praise God, thankful for the live stream. And some of them, I'm sure, are watching it uh, by way of live stream this morning. And we want to welcome them into our services. But we appreciate you being here. And uh, uh, again, a good crowd, especially considering uh, the circumstances. But boy, we're moving right along through the month of March. And I don't know, we may have some show up about the time we dismiss uh, this morning. Uh, because of the time changing, and uh, again, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that too, aren't you? Amen. These longer days, and I don't know why, but it seems like that we can get more done uh, during the longer weather days, so uh, uh, praise God for that. Spring forward in, uh, into the, uh, in the spring and fall backward during the fall, so hallelujah, uh, glory to God for that. Just by way of announcement, I do want to remind you today that our annual business meeting uh, will take place uh, here at the church this upcoming Wednesday night. This is something that we've been making preparation for and uh, just trying to diligently uh, get ready for uh, for some time now. And Lord willing, we're going to go ahead and move forward with our annual business meeting. We've got some exciting things to, to share with you. Uh, again, there will be no United for Christ youth this upcoming Wednesday due to our kids being out uh, for spring break. Well, we need to pray for all these parents having to put up with their kids uh, all week long. Amen. This past Friday night, uh, we had a big birthday party at our house for Carly, and then we had a, she had a sleepover, uh, and uh, three girls, uh, amen, on top of the ones I've already got, spent the night at our house, and amen, where I ate a bunch of pizza that night. I was up with acid reflux and ended up sitting in the recliner, and, uh, amen, I had to sit there in the recliner and try to sleep while them girls uh, was doing, uh, amen, all kinds of, 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 of YouTube uh, little girl videos, whatever you want to call them. And uh, I about, uh, I about uh, had a heart attack. Somebody say amen. But, uh, again, uh, there will be no United for Christ this upcoming Wednesday night due to spring break, but we will have our annual business meeting. So do remember that. Uh, uh, Let's see, today is the last opportunity uh, if you have not filled out uh, information, whether it be your phone number, your address, or even if you hadn't had your picture taken, Brian's working diligently to try to get this church directory together. We put the announcement out over the prayer chain earlier this week. So again, please, please, please uh, give Brian your information, again, whether that be your phone number, your address, uh, or if you want your picture made, I, I, I mentioned it some time ago. You know, these pictures that are being taken, they're not going to be put on any kind of website. We're working to try to get our website together, but we're not going to put your picture on there. So don't be afraid uh, to have your picture made. Amen. Anything else about that? Uh, there's no forms in the back. Again, you just need to fix them real quick papers and write down your information. It's fine. And I may be coming to a couple of people for makeup. Uh, I had one day of pictures that Yeah, leave it to Brian. If it's going to be messed up, he'll do it. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. 
Amen. That's because we went to South Green, but we we'll save that for a different different day. <laughs> all right. Um, appreciate all the missionary offerings that continue to come in, as well as the youth offerings, and just continue to be mindful about the missions offerings. Trustees, if at all possible, and I know that I'm springing this on you, if for some reason you can't be here, please let me know. We do need to have a, a, a meeting this afternoon, if, if at possible, 4.45. You know, 5 o'clock would be okay, too. But uh, just have just a, a couple of things, loose ends we need to tie up uh, prior to our meeting on Wednesday night. So please let me know just as soon as you can whether or not you're going to be able to be here for that meeting. Uh, amen. So let's see. By way of prayer requests today... Uh, we do have many uh, requests here on our prayer list. Continue to remember Nancy Chapman. Talk with her this week. Uh, uh, pray for her. Pray for Helen Laster. Uh, continue to remember uh, Shirley Neese. Pray for Bob Price as he had a successful procedure this week. They put a pacemaker and a defibrillator um, uh, into his body. So continue to pray for Bob as he's at home uh, recovering. Uh, let's see also... Remember uh, Miss Miss Emma Hill. How's she doing, Brian? Amen. Uh, she, uh, yeah, that's that's right. These kids, it's hard to keep them down. But uh, continue to remember her as she broke her arm. Uh, let's see. And um, give me just a second here. I'm erasing some prayer requests, so I'll make room for the new ones for today. Um, so remember Miss Emma in prayer. Also, uh, pray for Zach Stanton. Uh, remember um, Randy Turner it's good to have brother Randy back with us today amen, amen. and uh, Randy was having some he, he scared me uh, late last week as he was in Kentucky and he was telling me he was having some heart issues but it's good to have him back with us today and we love him dearly so remember him and his family uh, pray for mom and dad they're both sick I talked to, to dad this morning and boy he just he, he sounded bad so uh uh, amen. I still think they're having vacation uh, withdrawal, but uh, continue to remember uh, them in prayer. Uh, also, pray for Trey Youngblood. My understanding is he is continuing to improve. Um, remember Ariel and Kay. This is Alana's cousin uh, and newborn child. As he is, how, what's going on there, Alana? Amen. Prayer changes things. So it's always good to hear the praise report, especially when it involves, involves these little ones. So continue to remember this, uh, this lady and child in prayer. Uh, continue to remember, um, let's see, several others. Miss Lula Cutchall, remember her in prayer. Uh, Marty Calkin, uh, amen. Continue to remember Miss um, Peggy, I believe uh, Miss Peggy's sick, is that right? Yeah, Miss Peggy and Miss Lily have been sick. Uh, certainly, we need to remember the situation in Ukraine and all that's going on there as uh, things just uh, continue to destabilize. And friends, um, uh, I tell you what, we need to pray not just for Ukraine, but our world in general. As um, um, we don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Amen. And it's all taking place according to His plan. And you know, we, we don't like these things, but the truth is they have to happen in order for what the Bible says to be fulfilled. So, amen. All right, uh, I'm sure you have prayer requests today that you'd like to uh, mention. Sure, Brother, 
What's her last name? Ball. Elaine Ball. Remember Elaine Ball in prayer. If you hear me uh, repeating these requests, I'm doing so because some on the uh, live stream have requested for us to do that so they can hear the request, write them down, and pray about them. So remember Elaine Ball in prayer. Somebody else today? Amen. Uh, Josh and Ashley today as Josh is preaching at Upper Paint Creek. Hope he didn't have any trouble getting there. Amen. Uh, but remember Josh in prayer today as he's preaching. Also remember uh, Lyle's uncle, David Harrison. Uh, some um, heart issues there and different things. But to remember David Harrison in prayer. Somebody else this morning? Go ahead, Randy. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. Amen. That's right, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And that is so that's so true, Cheryl. And uh, as somebody said, we can't allow. And and don't get me wrong, what's going on in Ukraine is a very serious matter, but we can't allow that to distract us from Israel, because if you really want to see what's going on, keep your eyes on Israel. Because I believe that's the ultimate target. Yeah. Amen? All right. So remember these prayer needs. Somebody else this morning? Yeah, go ahead, Greg. Remember the three that uh, came in tonight? Amen. Yeah, Brother Greg brought some friends of his with him this past Wednesday night, and he said that it had been about 15 years since they'd been in church. So, uh, again, that's one of many. But remember these, that the Lord would continue to deal with their hearts. Amen. Appreciate you, Brother Greg. Somebody else today? Amen. Remember, M yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, jo Joanne. Amen. Praise the Lord. Remember Emma Darnell in prayer. This is a request that Joanne made. We've got it there on our prayer list, but uh, amen. Uh, sounds like she's headed in the right direction, and that's because God's people been praying. Hallelujah. Uh, other needs this morning? Amen. 
remember Mary Miller. This is a former co-worker of uh, Dee's. And uh, you said lung cancer? Amen. Remember this request, Mary Miller with lung cancer. Somebody else? Yeah, go ahead, Randy. Right. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Hey, man, that's good, Randy. We complain about the snow here. It could be worse, church. Hey, man. Somebody else this morning? Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Amen. Remember, uh, Brother Michael, Michael Knight, and uh, especially all of the small business owners across the nation. You know, the small business is what built this country. And uh, amen. We've forsaken the small businesses. And uh, it's going to have a long-term impact on the future of this country if we don't get back to taking care uh, of those who made our country what she is today. So remember, Michael, and others who have small businesses, amen, that the Lord would see them through these hard and tough times. Amen. Other prayer requests this morning? Yeah, go ahead, Dolores. Remember uh, Bill Athey in prayer? Amen. Remember Bill Athey as he's traveling. Uh, and then Miss Dolores as she's having some throat issues and it's hindering her ability to sing. we got to get that fixed quick because we sure do enjoy hearing her. Amen? Amen. 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 Remember Miss Dolores in prayer. Somebody else this morning? My brother Christopher. Miss Grace's brother Christopher. What's his last name? Lukowski. Well, I'll have to get a spelling later on on that one. Remember, Christopher Lukowski. Is that Polish? I figure. Amen. Somebody else today?
Remember, uh, is that Chris? Is that Britain? Is that right? Okay. Remember Chris, uh, also a fellow by the name of Mike that moved here from New Hampshire, that fell and broke his leg, and then also Gene Kilgore and that family. Any others this morning? Let's pray for the service. I encourage you to pray for me today as I preach and just pray that the Lord's, would, the Lord's will would be uh, done through everything that's uh, uh, said and done here this morning. Unspoken request today by the uplifted hands. Lost loved ones, we need to remember in prayer. Amen. Uh, pray for our missionaries. Uh, I think I mentioned to you the other day how that um, one of our missionaries by the name of Josh McBriar, a missionary to North, Carol- North Korea, uh, I about said North Carolina. They need they need the Lord too. Praise God, them Tar Heels. But uh, Amen. Pray for uh, Josh McBriar and his wife Mary as they are currently uh, in Poland. They traveled from the Far East over ne- over in China, and they've traveled to Poland to help with the uh, with the refugees that are coming out of Ukraine. And boy, isn't that wonderful? Uh, so you pray that God would give them an open door of opportunity to minister to these refugees. Amen. We'll gather around the altar this time. We'll take the request before the Lord. You can join us if you'd like. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Matt, would you lead us in prayer, brother? Lord, we love you today, God. We're so thankful, Lord, for another privilege we have to come into your house. Father, thank you, Lord, for this another day that you bestowed upon us. And God, thankful, Father, that where two or three are gathered in your name, Father, you're in the midst. Thankful, dear Jesus, for every blessing that's bestowed upon us. Lord, I thank you, dear Jesus, that we can come into this warm uh, sanctuary, God, not have to worry about the cold or the outside. And, Lord, we uh, just have this blessed privilege, God, of uh, God honoring you and exalting you, Lord, in these comfortable conditions. Lord, I pray that spiritually, Father, we feel the warmth, Lord, of the Holy Spirit of God. in amongst us today, I pray that if there might be anything that would hinder our worship, God, that you'd remove it, get it out of the way. Lord, I pray that our hearts might be clean and pure before you. Forgive us for our sins and our transgressions, Lord. I pray, Lord, for everything that's said and done today, whether it be the uh, the message, Lord, the music, the testimonies, the offerings, the prayers, that it might all bring glory and honor to thy name. Father, you alone are worthy this morning. And God, I pray that our worship might be a sweet smell and savor, Lord, in thy sight. So, Lord, I pray, God, this morning that you'd help me, Lord, to share the truths of thy word. God, enlighten my eyes, illuminate my mind, open my heart, God, to preach, thus say the Lord. Uh, Father, I pray today, God, Lord, that you bless other churches, God, today that are gathering and meeting. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you might uh, hear good results of souls saved, Lord, in different places, God. Lord, I pray for these prayer requests this morning. I pray, dear God, Lord, for Nancy Chapman. I pray, God, for Shirley Denise, God. I pray for Bob Price. 
I pray, Lord God, that you bless Emma, Lord, and uh, God, I pray, Father, Lord, that you bless uh, uh, God uh, Michael Knight, Lord, and bless uh, Randy Turner and his family. Those that are away from you, his dear wife, God, and her health. Mom and dad, bless them, God, today as they're sick. I pray for Trey Youngblood. I pray, dear God, Lord, that you bless Ariel and Kay. Thank you, God, for answering prayer, God, on behalf of that child, Lord. I pray, dear Father, Lord, for Emma Darnell, Lord. I pray for Miss Lula. I pray, oh God, for Miss Peggy today. I pray, Lord, uh, God, that you bless the situation in Ukraine, Father, and Lord, all over the world, Father, things that are, uh, Lord, spiraling seemingly out of control. But, Father, I'm thankful, Lord. Uh, Lord, it's in your hands. I pray for Lane Ball. I pray for Brother Josh this morning. Use him as he preaches thy word. I pray for David Harrison. I pray, God, for Israel, Lord, and these three people that came to church with Greg the other night, bless them. Lord, I pray for uh, Lord Mary Miller. I pray for, uh, Lord, all the small businesses across their land. I pray for Bill Athy as he travels today. Bless Miss Dolores and her voice. Pray for Chris Lakowski. Lord, bless uh, him. Lord, I pray for this uh, individual named Chris and Lord, this one named Mike that's moved here from the ha New Hampshire that fell and broke his leg. Bless Gene Gilmore. And Lord, we love you today. We praise you, God. We lift up holy hands, God, thanking you, uh, God, for uh, who you are and all you do for us and on our behalf, God. God, we commit the remainder of this service into thy hands, God. We're going to praise you. Have a couple of ushers come forward at this time, and I want to have a couple of youngins. Cruz, you going to help us today, buddy? No, he's not going to help us. All right. All right. Now give me a couple of youngins here. I need two young ones. There comes one. I need one more young child. Kicks, you want to help us? Come on, Kicks. Anthony, you lead us in prayer, brother. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today, and we're just thankful to be in your house once again. Lord, we ask that you just meet with us today, Lord, and just pour out your spirit upon each and every one of us, Lord. And God, just again, we're thankful to give back to you, Lord. Thank you for all you've given to us. We just pray you just take this offering now, Lord, and just use it as you see fit. We love you and praise you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Amen. And didn't those kids do such a wonderful job? I tried to get Cruz to get involved. Boy, that, that, that kid, he is dressed sharp, man. I'll tell you what, I wish I had a suit that looked as good as the one he's wearing. And them shiny shoes, good night. He's gonna, we're going to let him preach if he don't be careful. Amen. Praise God. All right, Brother Randy, it's good to have Brother Randy Turner back with us today. Brother, you come and you sing for us before we preach this morning. Morning. I told the Lord that I have been a Christian all the while, but through his book he took a look 
but he sadly shook his head. Then placed me over on his left, and this I heard him say, Sorry, I never knew you. Bye -bye. I find no record of your birth. Sorry, I never knew you. Go and serve the one that you serve down on earth. <clears throat> there were my wife and children. I heard their loving voice. Bye -bye. They must have been so happy, oh, how they did rejoice. Their robes are white around them, their faces all aglow. My little girl looked over at me, and this I heard her say, Daddy, wow. we can't go with you. We must dwell in the joys of our Lord. Sorry, for we still love you, but you'll never be our daddy anymore. Now when I had awakened, the tears were in my eyes. I looked all around me, and there, to my surprise, there were my loving babies. I knew it was a dream. Down beside that bed of mine, you should have heard me scream. Father, who art in glory, I know. Thou gave thy only son. Father, please forgive me, for I want to be ready when you come. How many is ready this morning? Everybody. If you ain't ready, get ready. Everybody. How do you do that? Go to Jesus and to the Father with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, and he said he's no wife. Right, Randy. No wife. Yep. Cast you out. Yep. Stay ready. Amen. How do we stay ready? By loving and serving our Lord Jesus Christ, our Father, and the Holy Spirit. Always looking to him to lead us, God. Good, brother. And that way, if death should come, or the Lord should come back, you'll be ready. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for my prayer. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Love y'all. If you enjoyed that this morning, say amen. amen. And it goes right along with this morning's message. You can be turning in your Bibles to Amos chapter number 4. Amos chapter number 4. While you're turning... I'm going to read a passage of scripture that the Lord laid on my heart that goes right along with that song that Randy sang. 
in uh, Matthew chapter number 7, and I, again, you don't have to turn here, you can be turning to the book of Amos. Uh, the Bible says in Matthew 7 verse 22, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, and these are the saddest words that could ever enter into our ears. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I don't want to hear those words, do you? Amen. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Randy said he's from Kentucky, but God's moved him to God's country. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm just thankful those Vols beat them Wildcats yesterday. Can I get a witness today? Amen. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> I just killed the spirit. Amen. Amos chapter number four. Amos chapter number four. Uh, some of you may not have even knew that the book of Amos was in the Bible. It's after those famous Amos cookies. You know I just had to relate it to food, right? <laughs> Amen. Amos chapter number four. I want to ask you to stand. We'll read several verses this morning. The beginning of verse number one. Hear this word, ye kind of Bashan, that are in the mountain of Samaria which oppress the poor, which crush the needy, which say to their masters, Bring and let us drink. The Lord God hath sworn by His holiness that, lo, the day shall come upon you, that He will take you away with hooks and your posterity with fish hooks. And ye shall go out at the breaches, every cow at that which is before her, and ye shall cast them into the palace, saith the Lord. Come to Bethel and transgress. At Gilgal multiply transgression. And bring your sacrifices every morning and your tithes after three years. And offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with leaven. And proclaim and publish the free offerings. For this liketh you, O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord God. And I also have given you cleanness of teeth in all your cities. Now, what that, that doesn't mean they'd been to the dentist. Can I get a witness? It means that uh, they hadn't had any food to eat. All right? And want of bread in all your places, yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. And also I have withholden the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest. And I caused it to rain upon one city and caused it not to rain upon another city. One piece was rained upon and the piece whereon it rained not withered. So two or three cities wandered unto one city. To drink water, but they were not satisfied. Yet have ye not returned unto me. And I want you to notice the repetition of that phrase. Yet ye have not returned unto me. Let me ask you today, what's it going to take for us to return to God? I have smitten you with blasting and mildew when your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increased. The palmer worm devoured them, yet have ye not returned. Unto me, saith the Lord. I have sent among you the pestilence after the manner of Egypt. Your young men have I slain with the sword and have taken away your horses. And I have made the stink of your camps to come up unto your nostrils. 
Yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. I have overthrown some of you as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. And ye were as a firebrand plucked out of the burning. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Therefore thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee. Here's our text for today's message. Prepare to meet thy God. O Israel, for lo, he that formeth the mountains, and createth the wind, and declareth unto man what is his thoughts, that maketh the morning darkness, and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. The Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. We could entitled today's message, Yet ye have not returned unto me. But instead, I want to title today's message, Prepare to meet thy God. Father in heaven, I love you. I thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the service thus far. Thank you, Lord, for orchestrating everything that's been said and done to prepare us for this moment. Thank you for Brother Randy minding the Lord and singing that song, God, that goes hand in hand with uh, the preached Word of God today. But Lord, uh, uh, from this moment on, we cannot do what we're going to do in and by ourselves. We need your help. We need your strength. We need your touch. We need your anointing. God, I pray, Father, that you would enlighten our eyes, illuminate our minds, uh, Lord, soften our hearts, open our mouths to declare, thus saith the Lord. I pray that you'd use your word to make a difference in our hearts and lives. God, that we would receive your word, accept your word, and submit ourselves to it. God, as it's bread for our souls and water to our parched lips. God, honor your word, exalt your son by way of your humble servant, God. Uh, Father, Lord, you impress this message on my heart, and Lord, I, may, I believe... Lord, and I've been asking you, God, to save a sinner at United Baptist Church this morning. If there might be one in our midst, God, Lord, I pray that you would uh, help them to fall and under old-fashioned, heaven-sent, Holy Ghost conviction. Lord, I pray that they would see themselves as sinners needing to return unto the Lord. And God, I pray that they would receive you before it's too late. And most of all, help us all this morning regardless of what spiritual condition we may be in, help us to prepare to meet our God. We'll praise you in advance for who you are and what you do, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I told you you didn't have to stand, but you stood anyway. Hallelujah. It's always good for us to reverence the Word of God, isn't it? Amen. All right, I take my text this morning from Amos 4.12. Where at the end of the verse, the Word of God says, Prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. And before we go any further, I must share with you how that the text was written particularly to the northern kingdom of Israel after the nation as a whole had been divided into two separate kingdoms, Judah in the south and Israel in the north. Uh, Israel was once a strong and mighty nation reached her zenith and under the reigns of David and Solomon. But yet because of the sins of David and Solomon, division set in. And may I remind you this morning that division is always a byproduct of sin. And if you want to know why our nation is, divi is so divided today, it's not because of the differences in the political parties, so to speak. It's because sin uh, has caused America to reach a divided state. But you know, when a nation divides, or even a church for that matter, friend, we've got to make sure that 
we live up to our name and that we truly are a united Baptist church. That's a, that's a, those are high standards to live up to because there aren't very many united churches, especially Baptist. <laughs> Can I get a witness this morning? But when we see a, divide, a dividing of a nation, we also see a subsequent weakening. Amen? And uh, what was it? I believe the words of Jesus repeated uh, later on by our uh, former president, Abraham Lincoln, made the statement that a house that's divided against itself shall not stand. Why? Because where there is division, there will also be weakening. May I remind you this morning that America is weaker today than she's ever been. And the reason America is so weak is because America is divided. And the reason America is divided is because America is no longer one nation under God. Amen. amen. America has departed from the God of her fathers. Amen. Uh, amen. We have forsaken that which made us strong. We have abandoned and rebelled against against the one who gave us what we have and made us who uh, we are. Amen. And if we wonder why, uh, amen, the government is in the shape it's in, we kick God out of the government. If we wonder why the courthouse is, the, is in the shape that it's in, it's because we kicked God out of the courthouse. If we want to know why the schools are in the shape that they're in, long ago we kicked God out of the schoolhouse. Uh -huh. And if we want to know why churches in our day are in the shape that we're in, it's because uh, we've decided uh, some time ago that we can do this thing without God. Uh -huh. And what we see today is a form of godliness that denies the power thereof. We've kicked God out of His own house. Uh -huh. Hey, you want to know why many uh, families are in the shape that they're in? Because we kick God out of the family. Uh, we want to know why many lives are in the condition they're in is because we've kicked God uh, out of our own. Hey, isn't it interesting that as uh, John wrote about the church at Laodicea, uh, amen, behold, I stand at the door and knock. God was not on the inside. He is on the outside. Amen. And friend, what we need to do is get God back into His rightful position on the throne of our lives, on the throne of our homes, on the throne of our families on the throne of our churches, uh, amen, in the, the principal's office at the schoolhouse, in the courtroom at the, at the, in the governor, uh, amen, in the, in the courtroom, amen. Uh, and hallelujah, we need to get God back into the White House, hallelujah. Can I get a witness today? I feel like preaching all of a sudden. But I just want to uh, uh, say today that this prophecy given to the prophet Amos was uh, a, a word of warning concerning impending judgment that lay right around the corner on behalf of Israel. And if you know anything about Old Testament history, you know that the Assyrians entered into the land of Israel around 740 B.C. and carried the northern ten tribes uh, away into captivity. Uh, of course, we know that this was followed up by a southern captivity of the kingdom of Judah in the south. And we've been studying about that in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, uh, Isaiah, these men of God were doing everything within their power to warn God's people that if they did not repent, they would be removed. Well, they didn't listen. 
And the southern two tribes of Judah and Benjamin were carried away into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians around 586 B.C. But the prophecy of Amos, as it is partially provided here in chapter number 4, was written specifically to the northern kingdom of Israel regarding judgment that was getting ready to fall upon the land. But I want us to spend our time today focusing... Uh, we're going to share some things uh, about these verses as a whole, but specifically verse number 12, amen, uh, where Amos implored and begged God's people to prepare themselves and to pr make preparation to meet their God. Why? Because God had done everything He could do. He had went to all uh, extremes possible, amen, to bring His people to a place of repentance, whether it be by acts of goodness and kindness towards them, forms of blessings that He bestowed upon them. But finally, amen, He brought about chastisement, amen, uh, and judgment, amen, whether it be the goodness of God that brings you to repentance or godly sorrow that worketh uh, repentance, but yet when it was all said and done, they refused to return unto the Lord their God. And the old only alter alternative was judgment. And uh, Amos was warning his uh, the people of God, prepare yourself to meet your God. And can I say to you, I believe that's where we're at today. I think if there's ever been a day, amen, I know Mike and Grace is fired up because of where they just got back from, amen. I'm sure the Lord loaded their wagon at the ark, and amen, what a visual picture of the, the world, the shape we're in today, amen, Noah preached for all those years, amen, he built that boat and uh, did everything within his power to warn God's people, but yet the Bible says that on the very day that the rain started to fall, they knew not. They were eating and drinking and giving in marriage, acting as if everything was going fine. Why? Because in spite of the handwriting that was on the wall, they failed to prepare to meet their God. Amen. Friend, I don't care who you are today, lost or saved, whatever condition you're in, my advice to you this morning is to prepare yourself Amen. to meet your God. Amen? Amen. And I believe that's the message that God has for His people. You know, uh, I think the Lord has been uh, in the process of trying to get our attention and trying to warn us of things that may very well lie just over the horizon uh, for some time now. Do you agree with that? Amen. And while the devil's working overtime to damn as many souls to hell as he can and cause as much destruction in the world as he possibly can, God's people are still at ease in Zion. Amen? We're still asleep. We keep hitting the snooze button every time the alarm goes off. And instead of being about our Father's business, and instead of doing the works of Him that sent us while it is day, because the night comes when no man can work, we're just casually and carelessly going about our daily routine from one day to the next as if nothing's going on and if everything's just fine. You know, the truth is, the devil's slipping these things in on us. Amen. And we want to focus, we want to get distracted by all the goings-on of our day. And we see gas prices rising, and we see inflation taking place, and we see pestilences, and uh, amen, and, and, and uh, disease running rampant, and we see wars and rumors of wars. 
And, if, and it's almost as if God has put a neon sign right in over us saying, Wake up, get ready, make preparation, prepare to meet you, God. But yet, we're not returning. We're not repenting. And then we are in danger of falling and under God's judgment. I've already alluded to it, but in Luke 17, verses 26 through 29, uh, Jesus said, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all, likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted and builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Can I remind you this morning that the time to make preparation is not when the judgment falls and when the storm uh, comes and when the rain begins to fall and the lightning begins to flash and the wind begins to blow. Friend, you better make preparation now before it's too late. Romans 13, 11, and 12, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time. How many of you believe it's high time Amen. to wake out of our sleep? For now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Hallelujah. Glory to God for that. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. The Bible tells us in Luke 21, and when these things begin, begin to come to pass, then look up. How many of you think we need to be looking up? Amen. And lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. And he said, hey, can I remind you that it's not all gloom and doom today. Let's just take a time out for a minute and run a little rabbit. Hey, I'm telling you, this world's as bad as it's going to get for the people of God. Amen. I'm thankful that God has not appointed us unto wrath, but unto salvation. And boy, it's not going to be very long till the trumpet's going to sound. Amen. There's going to be a shout. The graves are going to burst open. Amen. And we're getting out of here. You can stay here if you want to. But honey, I'm going home and I'm going to heaven. I'm going to a place where there's not going to be any more sorrow, no more suffering, no more sickness, no more sin, no more cancer, no more COVID, amen. No more disease, no more deformity, amen. The curse will forever be removed. It's going to be lifted. I'm going to be delivered, amen. And I'm not ever going to have to worry about the old devil. Oh, that ought to make a Baptist want to shout. Redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming soon. We ought to be excited about it. Don't you let all these things distract you from what really matters. And what really matters is to get as many in while we still can to be faithful, to preach the gospel like Noah preached. Amen. To build your uh, ark and to rescue as many souls from danger as you possibly can before it's too late. What would you do if you knew that Jesus was going to come back before the day's over? I believe you'd go around telling everybody. I believe you'd make as many phone calls. I believe you'd knock on as many doors. You'd do everything you can to tell. Friend, I'm telling you, Jesus could come back before this service is over. Amen. Yep. How many of us would be left behind if the trumpet sounds? 
would there still be people sitting on church pews if the rapture takes place before I get done preaching? That's something to think about, isn't it? But Jesus spoke to them in a parable in Luke 21. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Every dotting of the I and crossing of the T will be fulfilled just as it is recorded within the pages of God's Word. That promise. You know, this prophecy regarding the budding of the fig tree, many scholars, and I heard this growing up, I'm thankful for, uh, amen, the spiritual influences that I had in my life that prepared me even back then when I was a child growing up to get me ready for what we see unfolding right before our very eyes. The budding of the fig tree. Uh, Those of whom I trust, the Bible scholars that taught and trained me, reminded me that this represents the rebirth of Israel as a nation as it occurred on May the 4th, 1948. And many Bible prophecy experts will tell you that day the day that a nation was born in a day. A miracle transpired. I want to remind you that under the regime of Hitler, the Nazis did everything within their power to exterminate God's chosen people. But yet God took bad and made good out of it. And, and, And three years after... Uh, the devil used Adolf Hitler to exterminate millions and millions of Jews. A nation was reborn in a day. And the prophecies of the Old Testament were fulfilled. And many experts will tell you that that day, the day that Israel was reborn as a nation, was the single most important day event in the realm of prophecy since the birth, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And according to the words of Christ Himself, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. You know what I was taught? That the generation that was alive at the time of the nation of Israel's rebirth will not totally die off until the Lord's return and rapture takes place. And friend, when you think about it in that light, we must be getting pretty close. Huh? As fewer and fewer of what we might refer to as the greatest generation. Y'all know what I'm I'm talking about our grandparents. uh, Our grandma and papa. Amen? Those that uh, grew up during the Depression. Those that knew how to survive off the land. uh, Amen? Those that were able to tough it out through the hard times. What would happen... (laughs) And, and, and I'm not a prophet, but let's go so far as to say of what, what's going to happen. What will happen if we face days like the Great Depression again? What's, what's my generation going to do? All we've ever known is Happy Meals and hamburgers and drive through Amen? And self-service and technology and internet and running water and, and heating and air. And I'm talking about a generation that's been spoiled to high heaven 
wouldn't know how to farm if we tried, wouldn't know how to grow a garden. Amen? Can you imagine what would happen if, and listen, I am not a prophet, but what would happen if, um, help me out, Mike, what kind of attack am I talking about? Cyber attack. Did you know they say that if Russia and China were to combine and launch an all-out cyber attack against the United States of America right now, we wouldn't stand a fighting chance. This technology that we depend upon, these cell phones, that we couldn't go five minutes without looking at, these credit cards, you know, I don't even carry cash anymore. My generation does not know what it is to carry cash. We're just used to swapping it and putting in our little number. What would we do if all of that? Well, what if the bank shut down and money, uh, amen, uh, money evaporates? 401k plans and all these CDs that men and women have spent their entire lives building because they are basing their dependency upon their stuff rather than the one who gave it to them. What are they going to do? I'll tell you what's going to happen. All you know what's going to break out. And America as we know it would cease to exist. Huh? I'm not saying, I'm just saying you just, hey, the handwriting's on the wall, friend. You better prepare to meet your God before it's too late. You better get ready and stay ready. While you have time to do so. Amen. Amen. According to the Word of God, someone from the greatest generation must, be, must still be living when the Lord returns to catch His bride away. And I don't know about you, but that right there gives me cold chills to think about just how close we may be to the trumpet sounding and the rapture taking place. But then you've got the bear in the north. Amen. What could be, uh, with Russia, the beginning of the battle of Gog and Magog? And I was taught by my grandfather and other prophecy experts that prior to the rapture, one of the events that would set the stage for the, uh, amen, the sudden appearance of the Antichrist would be an invasion of Israel by the bear of the north. Ezekiel 38 and 39, the battle of Gog and Magog. Y'all listen to the preacher today. And now you've got the, the kings of the east of whom the Bible refers to, the nation of China. And if you just look at this morning's world headlines, that right there ought to be enough to tell you that you better get ready and you better prepare right now in this moment to meet your God before it's too late. Amen. Things are winding down. The hourglass of time is running out. And the time of our Lord's coming is drawing nearer than any of us could ever imagine. Let me give you three things that I saw this morning when I looked at the latest world headlines. We received news this morning of how Iran launched missiles overnight against an American base in Iraq. And honestly, I don't know how the U USA could let that go without retaliating against it. Of course, you never know with Sleepy Joe in charge. Then I saw where Russian missiles hit targets 
just a few short miles away from NATO forces right across the Polish border. And if those missiles had have just been a little bit further, World War III would have began. And if that's not enough, I saw on the same world headlines where President Xi of China warned the United States about sending aid to Taiwan, foreshadowing what might very well be an impending invasion in the Far East. Then we can't forget about old Rocket Man, hallelujah. Y'all know who I'm talking about? The man over in, wild man over in North North Korea. I'm sure he's upset right now because everybody else is getting his attention. And he's been launching those rockets, amen, escalating tensions between the United States of America. Friend, I'm telling you, uh, we live in a world that could be referred to as a ticking time bomb that is just waiting to explode. And if you think that America is going to be um, spared, you're crazy. America has been accumulating a debt with God. Amen. God's been taking notes on our iniquity and our sin and our rebellion. We have highly offended His holy name. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. The Lord shall judge His people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a holy God. And America's getting ready to, to, to experience that for herself. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying, uh, I'm not prophesying anything, but some experts would say, Preacher, uh, you you think World War III is getting ready to break out? Some people believe it already has. We just don't know it yet. And worst of all, we got Sleepy Joe and Kamala in the White House, neither of which have a clue what to do or how to handle the crisis at hand. You better get ready. You better stay ready. You better make preparation. And you better prepare to meet your God right now because one day, just as it was in the day of Noah, the door's going to shut and it'll be too late. I believe that. Amen. You saw that, didn't you, brother? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I know they're fired up. I was a few months ago. right praise God Jeremiah 15 2 let me just and God just keeps bringing this to my attention and I don't think it's a coincidence the Bible is more relevant today than it ever has been it was written hundreds and hundreds of years ago but it's just like you're reading the front page of the USA Today of the New York Times Jeremiah 15 2 and it shall come to pass if they say unto thee whither shall we go forth, then shalt thou tell them, thus saith the Lord, such as are for death to death, and such as are for the sword to the sword, and such as are for the famine to the famine, and such as are for captivity to captivity. I'm talking about a fourfold judgment that was pronounced upon Judah because of turning away from God and failing to return unto the Lord. This fourfold judgment consists of pestilence a year ago a preacher stand up and preach that COVID was a form of judgment they'd crucify him amen it highly offended people to think that COVID could be judgment 
Well, it could offend them all they want, but I still believe it today as much as I ever did, Sam. The rising of inflation and gas prices and the an impending, uh, amen, they say that it's just a matter of time before we enter into a recession. You think the housing market's going to stay uh, on top of the world? You're crazy. The bottom's getting ready to fall out. Food shortages. What are you going to do if you can't, you go to the gas pump and aren't able to, to get any gasoline? That's what they want anyway. Amen. They want to. They aren't. They're, they're. They're too stupid and foolish to open up the energy reserves that exist uh, right within the confines of our own country, because they want us to depend upon uh, the crooks that they're in bed with as it is right now. Amen. You know why that uh, Sleepy Joe's going so light-handed upon uh, Russia? Because he's been laying in bed and committing adultery with her before we were ever so foolish to put him into the White House. <laughs> we're preaching today, ain't we? Huh? You tell me I ain't telling the truth this morning. Hallelujah. What are you going to do if you can't... I saw a... A Facebook post that showed them standing in, in line in Burger King, but instead of being in cars, they was riding horses. I like that, didn't you, brother? Hallelujah. Amen. That was good stuff. But it could, I, listen, I wouldn't put anything past this mess now. I mean, we are so spoiled. We're so used to having everything we want when we want it. What are we going to do when it's not there? Huh? Praise God. Many in Noah's day waited until after the door of the ark was shut. Let me give you some more scriptures about this fourfold judgment. Again, a plague, a famine. Y'all listen to the preacher today? Wars and rumors of wars. And finally, captivity. All we've ever known is freedom and liberty. Just because you've always that's all you've ever known doesn't mean that's what you're always going to have. Most of the people that's ever lived in this world lived in under bondage rather than liberty. Freedom is not an inherent right that you deserve because of how good you are. It's a blessing that God bestowed upon you because of His mercy, grace, and favor. And you ought to kiss the ground you walk on just that you're blessed to live within the borders of the United States of America. I think it's ironic and I'm not glad for it. Amen. But you're not seeing, they're, they're hushing it up, but you've got a, a WNBA star, Brittany Griner right now, that's in bondage. She's a hostage, is what she is in Russia. Amen? But you know what? And I, I'm not, listen, I, I'm not wishing it upon her, but it wasn't long enough or long ago that she wasn't even willing to stand for the national anthem. I bet if she had the chance right now, she'd stand, bless God. You ought to be thankful for the nation you live in. You're blessed to be able to put your hand over your heart as the national anthem is played. Amen. Jeremiah 14, 12, When they fast, I will not hear their cry. When they offer burnt offering and oblation, I will not accept them, but I will consume them by the sword and by the famine and by the pestilence. 2 Chronicles 7, 13, 14, If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, 
if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilences amongst my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. But it will not happen until we repent from our sin and return unto the Lord our God. That's the only remedy, cure, or medicine for the judgment that's fallen upon us. Matthew 24, verses 4 through 8. Jesus answered to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, but shall deceive many. One of the uh, characteristics of the last days is there's going to be false Christ deceiving God's people. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation. Kingdom shall rise against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. And although there's a debate, a lot of scholars would tell you that those are the events that will precede and lead up to the rapture of the church which will usher in the time of Jacob's trouble, also known as the tribulation. Beginning of sorrows will take place right before the rapture. Amen? We better get ready. We must make preparation. We must prepare to meet our God. The time of preparation is before the storm comes. And before judgment falls. If you wait till the storm starts, and if you wait until judgment falls, and God help, if you wait until after the trumpet sounds to try and get ready, you will have waited too late, and you will be deceived by the strong delusion that God Himself will, dis- will send as a form of judgment upon those who rejected Jesus while they had the chance. I'm sure many in Noah's day waited until the door of the ark was shut and after the rain started to fall, they waited too late and perished and under the hand of God's judgment. Seek ye the Lord while He is near, call on Him. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found, call upon Him while He is near. The Spirit of the Lord shall not always strive with men. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get great gain. For you, not, for you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then it vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. For in time's running out. And you better get ready and you better prepare to meet your God before it's too late. Oh, I believe I'm preaching to somebody today. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. If you wait till tomorrow to get saved, you'll never get saved. The only opportunity you have is today. How shall we escape if we neglect so great the salvation? I believe we're seeing uh, the calm before the storm. All of this is just a foreshadow. And, and, and you know, we look at what's going on. And I'm just trying to mind the Lord today. 
We look at what's going on in Ukraine and it breaks our hearts, doesn't it? And it should. Many of these people that are suffering innocently are children. You know, isn't it, isn't it a tragedy that the, that the innocent suffer along with those who are guilty? And I don't understand that. I don't have an answer to it. It doesn't, it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't make sense. But I know this, God judges righteously. What God does, God does well. And God does right. And nobody will stand before God on judgment day and accuse Him of doing wrong or evil. And friend, the truth is what you see taking place in Ukraine right now is simply a consequence of the curse of sin. And these are things that have happened ever since this world began and ever since Adam fell. What war is a consequence of the curse. And they can, these blowhards can talk about peace all they want to. There'll never be peace until the Prince of Peace shows up and puts an end to it. Amen. And what we're seeing right now is what our forefathers saw during the days of Hitler and Stalin to where millions of people were slaughtered. But friend, as bad as what we've saw over the last not even three weeks yet, that Ukraine has been waging war against, excuse me, Russia has been waging war against Ukraine. During World War II, this went, in, this went on for seven or eight years. And many more people perished. Many more lives were, what is it? Millions of Jews were, six million Jews, thank you Mike, died and perished innocently at the hands of the Nazis. It could be that we are witnessing the beginning of atrocities that will put the Holocaust, make it look like child's play. And friend, whether that's the case, when we see the events that the Bible prophesies to us, talking about in the Valley of Megiddo, the Esdralon Valley during the Battle of Armageddon, where the Bible says that the blood will flow toward the horse's bridle. Friend, we've not seen nothing yet. Amen? There's a song, and I wish I... And boy, God does everything right, doesn't He? And I mean, He just was working all this together. And this morning, I was on my way to church and I'd just eaten my breakfast platter from Hardy's, hallelujah, biscuit and gravy and eggs and ham and hash browns and an apple pie. Glory to God, hallelujah. Amen. And all of a sudden, I was listening to the radio and a song came on by old Johnny Cash. Anybody remember old Johnny Cash? And Johnny sung a little gospel too. And he sung a song, something about the Word of God being true. Some of y'all may remember what I'm talking about. But boy, I, it talked about the pale horse and just the events of... Man, I was having me a Holy Ghost time listening to old Johnny Cash, the man in black, sing about the book of Revelation. Friend, these things have been prophesied before I was ever born. My granddaddy was teaching people in this church about what we see unfolding right before our eyes before I ever came on the scene. And I'm saying all this this morning to tell you, you better get ready. 
And you better make preparation and you better prepare right now. I'm telling you, friend, if I did not know that I know that I know that I'm saved, I'd make my way to an altar and get born again. The Bible says um, these things were written that you may know that you have eternal life. And boy, the only thing better than being saved is knowing that you're saved. <laughs> And knowing that in spite of the fact that from the time I lay down my head on my pillow at night to the, to the time I wake and the sun rises, knowing, amen, that America could be hit by a cyber attack and my world could be turned upside down. But you know what? That don't bother me. Because I know every night when I lay my head down on my pillow and hold my wife and thank God for my blessings, I know whom I have believed in. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And that's what keeps me going. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to his name this morning. Well, y'all messed up a good message. And I'm not even going to be able to get into the text. But I encourage you to study it for your own, uh, on your own and for yourself. As these four, this fourfold plague is laid out for us in these verses. Uh, again, uh, Amos, throughout this text, he continues to remind the people that in spite of everything that God had done for them, yet they refused to return unto the Lord. And he starts it out with goodness. And you know, we've been preaching about that on, uh, on Sunday night. We'll continue to do it tonight as we study the book of Romans. And we see that one of the standards that we're going to be held to when we stand before God on Judgment Day is the goodness of God. And when we want to try to make excuses to God for why we didn't live for Him, why we didn't serve Him, why we weren't faithful to Him, and these, then he's going, to, he's going to knock a hole right through that bucket real quick when He shows us just how good He's been to us. And friend, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. And friend, I'm telling you, the only antidote, the only remedy, the only medicine to fix this mess that's breaking out all over our world, whether or not it's too late or not, I don't know, but I know what I, what I do think, and that is that if there was at ever a time God's people needed to return and to repent, the time is now. Amen. And if you're looking for a motivation to, uh, amen, to quit stubbing up on God and quit rebelling against Him and hardening your heart towards Him, how about you just think about how good He's been to you? And all the blessings He's bestowed upon you. If He's given you a wife, if He's given you a family, amen, if He's given you children, if He's given you... Hey, if you've got a roof over your head and food on your table and gas on your automobile, and if you had the health to get out of bed and come to God's house, amen, that is all the motivation and reason you need to repent and return unto the Lord your God. But the Bible says if the goodness of God won't cut it, godly sorrow brings you to repentance. And over the last year and a half, America's been experiencing some godly sorrow by way of a worldwide plague, a pestilence that God has been using to try to jerk our chain and get our attention. But you know what? Instead of leading America back to God, it pushed us farther away from Him. Instead of God's people repenting over their sins, they used COVID as an excuse to shut the doors of God's house. And as I stand and preach this message today, we're further away from God than we've ever been. 
even though for over a year and a half God has been desperately crying out to us, return, repent, return and repent. And there comes a point in time when God says enough's enough. I've had it. I mean, in Jeremiah 15, He said, I, I don't even want to see your face. That's what He said to Judah, His chosen people. He said, get your face out of my presence. I can't stand to look at you. That's what He said to them. Why? Because He'd been good to them. And then He tried to chasten them. And they still refused to return and repent. And then God said, enough's enough. And when God says, enough's enough, the only option you have is to prepare to meet your God. And friend, I'm reminded of the song. We may just change the invitation. I wanted grace to play past me not, O gentle Savior. And friend, if I were here today and I was lost, I'd beg God not to pass me by. Don't shut the door of the ark until I get on board. Until I make things right. Until I get saved. Until I repent and return. But I think about the Titanic. It was, it, was, it was on the verge of sinking. It had already been hidden. Hit by an iceberg. See, the thing about an iceberg, it's not about what's on top of the water, it's what's beneath. See, that's a problem with America. America looks all right on the outside, but under the surface, she's rotten to the core. The Titanic was hit by an iceberg that left a gash hundreds and hundreds of foot long. And the unsinkable ship, which those heathen said that not even God Himself could sink that ship. And when they said that, I believe they pretty much sealed their fate. Thank you for helping me today. But as the ship was sinking, and as the overwhelming majority of her cargo and people that were on board were getting ready to be plunged into ice cold water and they would freeze to death if they didn't drown. The, the band on the ship trying to maintain calm. And friend, let me tell you something. Things get bad enough, you can forget about peace and calm. People going to panic and people's going to go crazy when they lose their luxuries. When they lose, when all of those comforts and conveniences, Brother Sam, that they've been trusting, uh, trusting in for as long as they've been alive are suddenly gone in a moment. They're going to panic. And that's what happened. But, but, but in order to keep the passengers of the Titanic from panicking, even though they were getting ready to die and drown, the band played a song. And if you've ever watched the movie Titanic, you remember that as the ship was sinking, the band was playing a song, and this is true historically, that that band played the song as the Titanic was in the process of sinking, and hundreds and hundreds of souls were in the process of perishing and drowning and freezing to death. The band played that song that I want Grace to play here in a moment for the invitation, Nearer, my God, to Thee. And friend, if there's any advice I could give you from the pulpit to the pew, whether you're saved or lost this morning, 
during these uncertain days to where we don't know from one moment, let alone what from one day to the next what's going to happen, you better get close to God and stay close to Him. You better get right with Him and stay right. You better make preparation and you better prepare to meet your God before it's too late. Let's all stand today. Miss Grace, you come and I want you to play that song. And I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's stand all over the house of God. Maybe there's somebody today sitting under the sound of my voice. If judgment were to fall, if war were to break out, if another plague were to hit our land, if a cyber attack were to be launched against us, if judgment were to fall, Right now, you are currently outside the ark of God. You've heard the preaching. God's been trying to get your attention, but so far, you've not heeded the call. And just like Israel, while the prophet Amos warned them with everything within himself, you've refused to return unto the Lord. Friend, I want to say to you that if God's dealing with your heart today, now is the accepted time, now is the day of salvation. You will not get saved tomorrow. You will only be saved when God is dealing with your heart. And I beg God last night and this morning, as I was preparing this message, I said, Oh God, would you help somebody to make preparation? God, would you save a soul? Would you help somebody that's away from you to return? And oh, friend, as Miss Grace plays this song, nearer my God to thee, it reminds me of the band playing on the bow of the unsinkable ship while she was in the process of going in under the ocean. Souls were perishing. Whether they realized it or not, they were mere moments from going out into eternity. And friend, it could be that somebody under the sound of my voice today is a short time from meeting their Maker. Friend, if you're here today and you're lost, I would encourage you to prepare to meet your God. Is there anybody today, nobody looking around, that would say, Brother Nick, as the message has been preached today, God has pricked my heart and has shown me that I am in danger of perishing when the storm comes. Preacher, I'm not ready. If I were to die today, I'd go to hell and I wouldn't go to heaven. Preacher, the Lord's dealing with me. And I want to prepare to meet my God before it's too late all over the house. Nobody looking around. Would you raise your hand, friend? Nothing to be ashamed about. Nothing. Don't let the devil take you to hell. Because you're not willing to get over yourself and your pride. Anybody raise your hand and say, Preacher, I'm not sure. I do not know for sure that I'm ready to meet my God. All over the house, would you raise your hand this morning? God's people praying. Friend, could, today could be your day of salvation. Today could be the opportunity God gives you to, for your life to be forever changed. One last chance. Would you raise your hand today and say, Preacher, I'm lost and I do not know that I'm saved. 
and on my way to heaven. Would you lift your hand up? I believe this is for somebody today. I may not know who it is, but God does. And friend, if God has your number, why don't you respond? Heavenly Father, I love you. I've done my best to preach the message you laid on my heart. God, I pray that from the pulpit to the pew, we would all make preparation. We'd get ready. We'd be ready. We'd stay ready. Because time is running out. Father, I hear the sounds of thunder. The wind's picking up. The storm's moving in. And God, we better get ready before it's too late. God, the door of the ark is open, but it's soon going to be shut. And Lord, I pray for those that are outside the ark of Jesus that they'd get on board before the flood comes and sweeps them all away. Blessed during the invitation, if there's one today who's lost and needs to be saved, I pray that they would respond before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Miss Grace, you play. Nearer my God to thee. Friend, if you're lost, why don't you have the faith and the courage? Friend, are you man enough to step out of your seat and come and bow down at an old-fashioned altar and ask the Lord to save you. The best decision that could ever ma- you could ever make is to be saved. Maybe the Lord is throwing you a life preserver. Why don't you receive that and accept that and put it on? before you drown and before you perish. I'm going to ask her to play one more verse. And if God's spoken to your heart, why don't you respond today?
here today and you're lost, I encourage you to make preparation before it's too late. Amen. Appreciate your presence this morning. It's been cold outside, but I believe it's been pretty warm inside. Amen. Lord's blessed us. Amen. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Come back tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. for another worship service. I'm going to ask Brother Scott Dunbar. Brother Scott shaved his head. Amen. Trying to look like the preacher. Is that what you thought, Anthony? All I can say is he's desperate. Hallelujah. Scott, lead us in prayer today.